This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. We are completing our series today about accessing your inner child with the Enneagram Type 1. Now, as a reminder, if you aren't familiar, maybe this is your first episode like this, let's just do a little refresh on what the soul child theory is. So essentially, the theory here is that the number that you move to in a rest is your kind of who you were as a child, and then your dominant Enneagram type was kind of formed as a protective mechanism for that, for your inner child, the part of you that could not be expressed. Or even another way to think about it is you learned that was bad, and so you rejected it or you pushed it away, and you became your dominant type as kind of a response to that impulse or that deep desire to kind of be let loose is maybe a good way to phrase it especially for our ones here. So I compiled both the description from Sandra Maitree, kind of our soul child godmother, and I am going to read that to you today for our type ones. But then below that or or after that, I have a bucket list for you of ideas that you can pull from to access your inner child. So for type ones, the soul child here for you is type seven. So this is the Sandra Maitre description. Her descriptions can be a little bit blunt and it uses language that I might not use if I'm describing the Enneagram or describing a person, but I'm going to read verbatim for you and we'll, you know, we'll go from there. So inside of the moralistic, righteous, and upstanding stance of a one is a young child who cares nothing about being good or doing the right thing. He only wants to play and have a good time and to take in all of the wonderful things that life has to offer. A little seven. A one soul child wants to sample every piece of chocolate and have a bite out of all the other children's cookies. He's a little glutton, wanting to grab exciting tidbits of everything he can get his hands on and wanting to have three different activities going on so that he can jump from one to another whenever things get monotonous. His gluttony may reach hedonistic levels in which the suppressed essential quality of the yellow or joy makes it distorted appearance as indulgent pleasure-seeking. The all-too-familiar moral majority spokesperson or evangelical Christian who gets caught with his hand in the till or his pants down is the leaking through of his sensualist and born vivant soul child. As a one moves beyond his judgments and self-criticism and is able to allow this pleasure-seeking young part of himself, the distorted manifestations will gradually transform. He will understand that behind his condemnations 
of the sinfulness and imperfections of others is an attempt to defend against his own soul child. He tries so hard to be good because he got the message early on that his desire to have fun and play was not acceptable. Enjoyment itself was something that seemed taboo, and so life became hard work and a matter of shouldering a heavy burden. The more he penetrates his soul child's desires, the more he will get in touch with the love and delight in life itself that underlie them. Joy in the creation, the handiwork, the manifestation of being, and will suffuse his heart and will turn his focus away from what is wrong with everything to how wonderful it all is. Now, I'm a little jealous of Type 1's bucket list because it's just all about pleasure-seeking and fun and um, having a good time, expanding your options, leaning into pleasure. And I hear myself in this, like my seven (laughs) dominant is like, I want the one bucket list. But actually, I want to talk a little bit about trapdoor behavior. So I talked about this on Instagram, gosh, two weeks ago now. And I got a lot of questions about it. Like, what is trapdoor behavior? But it's actually a characteristic of the type one and especially the sexual dominant type one. So it's essentially the concept that you reject in public what you condone in private. So you say one thing, you know, I this is right, this is wrong. And then in private, you kind of do the opposite. You kind of, it's like a leak in your pleasure restriction. <laughs> so I like to think of it. It's like you're suppressing, you're suppressing, you're suppressing. And like that's that need for pleasure, that need for joy or that need for whatever it is, that advice, it kind of leaks out sideways. And I think it's important for us to discuss this because it can look like a lot of things. It can look like not taking your own advice on like a very shallow, you know, the least destructive level. It can look like I'm telling you to rest while I actually never rest. I'm I'm telling you what it looks like to be at peace and at ease and like do things the right way while I am silently suffering. But it can also look like what Sandra Maitre described as kind of a secret sin, quote unquote, where it's like you have maybe secret dark sexual outlets or addiction or things like that, that maybe you've been suppressing, you know, we've learned a lot over the last few years about how purity culture causes a lot of the harm that happens in the world. And, and it comes from that, like we're, we're repressing, we're repressing, we're repressing so that even the healthiest parts of these things get shoved down and restricted. And here's the thing that happens. We find ourselves in unsavory places kind of participating in those activities and kind of with that in mind I think it's helpful to consider that phrase like what we resist persists right if you spend your life resisting pleasure you are going to find yourself feeling like it's something bad or something to hide and I think back to like when you're in high school and your mom says nothing good happens after 9 p.m or nothing good happens in the dark the pleasure you find in secret if, you, some, if pleasure is something you have to hide, something you have to suppress, and you only let yourself access it in secret, what you find in secret is often the last pleasure you want to find, right? It's the pleasure that people are hiding. So I think what the goal here for our ones is to just let it be part of your life in a really normal, measured, healthy way. So it doesn't have to be something that comes out sideways, right? 
and again, this can be as innocent as I never rest. And so I kind of shut down on the weekends and I don't even have fun because I'm so numb from all of the work. Or it can be as detrimental as I, I'm not supposed to drink at all. So when I do drink, I binge, right? So these are just things to keep in mind. So your bucket list, my friends, is all about integrating pleasure, giving yourself freedom, embracing healthy versions of being free, and, tr- and showing yourself that you can be trusted to release the, you know, the dam on your river. I'm thinking of it as like you're trying to like stuff up your pleasure and you, it's like releasing the dam so that, that pleasure can kind of flow naturally instead of kind of peeking out in little leaks here and there. So number one on your bucket list here is to play hooky. This doesn't have to be from your job or from school. It can be from the responsibilities you feel like you have to do on the weekend. We've talked before about how I do the summer of pleasure. And I just kind of relax my expectations of myself. I don't make my bed like all summer long. I only read for fun. And those are not things that, you know, it's nothing's getting harmed. You know, everything's fine. I'm not neglecting my job. I'm not neglecting my family. But I am kind of just being a little more chill about things. And I want that for you. I want you to play hooky. And, and you, can, you can literally skip work, take, take a sick day, go play. Or you can, you know, re- take a season, release the expectations that you have for yourself and just see how that feels. Number two, have the sex you want to have. If you're in a partnership, make that request Tell, share your fantasy with somebody, share your deep desire with somebody. What is it that you're afraid of doing? And if you're in a safe, consensual experience, talk to them about maybe doing it, you know, like have that conversation. Number three, put energy toward that thing you've always meant to pursue, but you didn't. Maybe, you know, responsibilities always got in the way or, you never felt like the quite the right time or you didn't know if you could do a good enough job, quote unquote. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give yourself time to do that. Take the first step to doing that. So maybe you always thought you'd be a painter. Maybe you always thought you'd backpack Europe. Like take one step in that direction. Number four, be indulgent. Have a day or an hour where you just indulge. Maybe something that you feel like you have to restrict but is actually morally neutral. Give yourself permission to be indulgent. Get dessert. Go to the spa, spend a little extra money getting a, the essential oils in your massage, you know, whatever it is, whatever feels indulgent to you, give yourself a taste. Number five, express your anger. So, you know, our ones, they tend to feel like anger is a bad emotion. It's an emotion that you shouldn't express. 
And I think that's for that very reason, the exact emotion you need to release. Because when you push your anger down, the way that that tends to leak out is through like consistent mild irritation with everyone around you. And the people around you can feel that. And I would much rather you have one major big emotional export alone, you know, go out in the woods and scream. I like to scream in my car, scream in your car, break something like break break a plate or punch a pillow, get it out or communicate your boundaries and your needs and your expectations firmly, clearly without apology. And then let that be okay. Say, no, this made me angry. Don't reframe it into like another emotion. Don't say, no, I'm just frustrated or no, I'm just disappointed. No, go, no, I am angry. Name it, own it, express your anger. Number six, practice good enough versus perfect on a new hobby. So maybe that thing that you said you've always wanted to pursue, maybe you took the first step Take the next step of practicing the art of good enough. Let yourself be a little bit new and bad at something before and like still share that with somebody. Like don't wait until you've perfected it to be seen in it because there's a lot of beauty in the practicing of the thing. Number seven, choose somewhere you've always wanted to go and make that a priority. Again, what we're doing here is we're naming your pleasure and your joy and the things that light you up as priority. Because oftentimes ones prioritize their lives in order of the most boring, responsible, detail-oriented stuff. And you're like, well, this sounds terrible. So it must be the most important thing. And anything that sounds great, that's going to be like bottom of the list, least important. I need to knock out all of this other stuff first. And I get it. Like if you learned along the way that you were the only adult in the room and that that was the role you had to play, of course it feels like pleasure is low priority because that is how you survived. Now you get to be the adult in the room, meaning you get to decide what the priorities are. And I think this should be fun. Number eight, take a dance class. I want you to shake it up. When I think about... You know, if I do somatics with the one and I'm and kind of having people tap into what does it feel like to be a one, I tell them to clench, clench your jaw, clench your fist, clench your butt, clench your, bring your shoulders up to your ears, like tighten your whole body up. Y'all, that is, that is the somatic that I'm, I'm saying for a one, right? Think about like you're holding your life so tightly. It is the antithesis of that, right? We're free. We're letting that free, like dance, shake it out, move around, loosen it up, you know, take a dance class. Maybe you want to go, they have these things called dance church where you go and you just kind of like dance. No one's like really paying attention to each other. Maybe you go to dance church. Maybe you take a pole dancing class, right? Like do something that is like movement in the body that feels a little bit embarrassing or, new or vulnerable. That's, that's the goal. Number nine, have a day of doing nothing. Stay in bed all day, order takeout all day if you want to, watch TV all day, do nothing. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Number 10, kind of on the same note, take a staycation. But even if you're at work, like maybe it's your normal life, 
but you're just letting the vacation version of you run your life for a week. I haven't met a one yet who doesn't have a vacation personality. Almost every single one that I know has like an alternate character who comes alive when they're on vacation and there's no real responsibilities. Let that version of you name it maybe and then let it run your life for a week and just see what you change and then maybe some of those habits or things can stay. All right, friends. I mean, I'm a little jealous. Like have fun with this one type ones. I know it may not be the most natural, but it it will be fun. And as always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.